0: Everybody back, everybody back to, I'm messing up this intro already. Wrestling Wars podcast. KB is writer for WrestlingRumors.net, also a has his own website KBWrestlingReviews.com. I'm Mighty Norcal. We're back a little bit late post this week. Um, I was a part of a bachelor party last night, which ended up being like a bachelor day. I don't, I don't, I thought it was a party, not a day. So I was all day long, but. I'm back today, and I lived, so we're ready to get back with you guys. Huge week of wrestling news. Um, we had the big AEW press conference on Thursday, plus we're still on the road to WrestleMania, the road to the other five pay-per-views in between, and I have some fun Twitter fight stories for you guys at the end of the broadcast. I won't uh, I won't bore everybody at the beginning. If you want to hear those fun stories about my encounters with some some AEW, AEW-ers, then you can stick around.
1: At the end, KB, what's up, my man? Oh, not much, not much. Just surviving this one lone week off that we have before another pay per view. Because of course we do. Is Elimination Chamber already next weekend? Next weekend, and then we've got three weeks before Fastlane, the most necessary show in the history of wrestling.
0: Maybe they they should just push EC Elimination Chamber back a few, like two weeks, and then just
1: get rid of Fastlane. Oh, they they never needed to get Fastlane in the first place, but we have to have some kind of a car themed show because I have no idea. I mean, I don't mind. mind.
0: Because I get it, the road to WrestleMania. Oh, but really sure. they really they should just have the elimination chamber at the Survivor Series every year. And yeah. then have Fastlane be the in between pay per view between the Royal Rumble and
1: Yeah. The the this three weeks per show, especially when it's not even they're they're co branded. What's the point anymore?
0: Yeah, not not necessary. Um so the big stuff, AEW Thursday night. We had our West Coast correspondent, uh, Project Pat. He was there in attendance, but he like never messaged me any any. Uh, he might have died at the at the press conference. He, I haven't heard from him since he was at the press conference. So I, I don't know. If you're listening, uh, you know, let me know <laughs> if you're all right, man. Um. So of course the big news. I don't know. I still was a little bit like, wow. Okay, it it did actually happen. Kenny Omega ended up signing with aew um and then they also announced a few matches for the, the all-in card double or nothing and uh, announced some more signings so we're up to about 25 roster members plus Kenny Omega um it's starting to seem like this is this is indeed looking to be pretty serious what do you what do you say man?
1: Well, it's definitely looking serious, but I mean, we're still at the point where the first show is not for more than three months. That's just a long. How many how many people can they sign to keep getting your to keep getting the the attention going? Uh, it, I I understand why they want everything to be perfect, and I believe they can keep the hype going. So I'm not worried about double or nothing. the The, the card is going to be good with uh, stuff like Page versus Pac. And SEMA and whoever to whichever partners he gets against SoCal Uncensored. I'm still more worried about where do they go from here. Like, in you have to think they'll announce.
0: Well, they did. The, um, Kenny Omega and uh, Jericho too, as well, yeah, right? That, yeah, that that
1: that helps too. Yeah, but I'm just I'm not worried about double or nothing. I'm worried about like where do they go from there? Like, and the problem is it's a long way to go to get to there. You know, I mean, it's just, that's such a long time away. I mean, All In was, I think it was September 1st, so that's already like four or five months ago. That's a long time to go between shows. Now, their fans are going to, their fans are, no pun intended, or actually all puns intended, All In. Their fans are going to go with them no matter what. I'm just not sure, it's just a very interesting way of doing things. Now, I would prefer they do it this way than put out some half-ready show yep. that that is just going to fail on delivery.
0: So It's a shame this week was so uh, was so slapdash because I wish I could have – I would have liked to get – to have gotten All Elite Angie in here so I could – because I was thinking about that the other day too because now that this does seem serious now um, and I'm not going to – I think we've already covered the concerns about the TV deal. I'm not going to say that yeah. again because that seems to um, make all Elite fans uh, want to turn into a fucking werewolf on the spot when you dare even drop the words TV deal. So, I'll leave that alone for now. I, I mean, I think it's pretty pretty apparent that that's on the way sooner rather than later. So. Yes. so, once you get that TV and now you've got the roster and things are coming up, now we have to start talking about... Um, you know, how do they... And people are going to throw a bunch of totally out of context fucking numbers at me about this when I say this. And that's fine, because I know you guys are passionate. And it's good that you're passionate about wrestling. It's okay. Look, man. Do you... Okay, so like here, for example. Do you remember off the top of your head what what the... Uh... I saw a number... I saw somebody say a number, but I didn't think it was
1: correct. Do you remember the number of paper view buys that All In got? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. I can look it up. I don't Do you, remember off the top of my head though. No. Um. Yeah, go
0: ahead and go ahead and look that up
1: for us. A bit. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Uh, uh, from what I can see here, Meltzer says about twenty thousand. <laughs> That's in Okay, that's what I was told. I guess that But does is that counting um like on the fight app and stuff? I do not think so. Um I think that's probably just like traditional traditional pay-per-view. Pay- yeah, and if that's the case, that's a far fewer number than people that actually watched it. Yeah.
0: But I mean, do we really think it was more than more than 60,000, 70,000?
1: Uh I wouldn't think much higher. Say 75 for an easy number to do that.
0: 75, 80, okay.
1: Yeah, let's go with that.
0: The all-time worst WWE pay-per-view that everybody laughs about and makes fun of, December to Dismember, Mm -hmm. did 50,000. 50,000 domestic, 100,000 worldwide. Yeah. So when I say what I'm about to say... Don't throw all-in numbers at me from last year because that should put it into perspective that even with everything that it was, it's still right about the same as the worst WWE pay-per-view ever. Yeah. Buy-rate-wise, okay? So, they have a a great fan base, a great, passionate fan base. They Mm -hmm. do really well on the Pro, Pro Wrestling Tees website, uh... You know they they accomplish things nobody else has accomplished before, but and I wish like I said we could get we could have gotten Elite Angie on here. We would have asked her. Do you think that Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Cody, Jericho, Pac, Hangman Page, this group this this group that we all know and love, is that group gonna is that group gonna be able to bring people in? because to be a true number 2 we need about a thou we need about 1000 uh we need about a million viewers per week and we need about 150,000 pay-per-view buys. Right. Is that group capable of bringing in that audience?
1: I don't think so. Uh I think that they're like okay, like I said earlier, their core is never going to leave. Their core is going to be there until their last breath. The core audience. Yes. The problem, like you said, is bringing in outside those groups. Cody, on his own, is not that interesting. There's a reason that he was stuck with one wacky gimmick in WWE after another. Uh, I I think a lot of people would disagree with that, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was never... I I didn't mind him. The Young Bucks are exciting enough on their own with their flips and dives, and everybody's going to be... Those things are... That's a universal idea to get people over. Um... They have talent there. The problem is I'm not – I've never been worried about what – about those guys leaving or anything, but WWE could pick off a bunch of people who might come in there, and then what are they going to do with – like, are the, are the core guys just going to wrestle themselves over and over and over again? So I don't know. I think at first they can make a good impact. Well, I mean, if down if they, the road,
0: if they sign like ten more male wrestlers, then that's a roster of about thirty, and then that's yeah, that's, that's fine. That's that's plenty. Yeah. Like you don't you won't have too much recycling. Um, and, and again, I I know there's people out there because I've I've been in I've been in these fights on Twitter over mm. and over and over. Uh, you know they will point out all in. They will point out this. They will point out that. But and when I say a million viewers, of where you getting that number from, NorCal? You you guys remember TNA? Remember the company that we used to just like that was a segment of this podcast for the first two years of existence where we just made fun of TNA like every week. That it's yeah. a, it's a running joke. TNA, we at its apex. And if you remember when it was at its apex. You can make it... I don't know about number... T- I mean, it was definitely number two, as in, like, the bathroom number two. But I'm, as far as a num- true number two company, it was more like a 1.75. And that yeah. at, at its absolute apex, when they wanted to go, you know, head-on Monday nights. And they had RVD, and they had Jeff Hardy, and they had Kurt Angle, and they had Sting, and they had Hogan, and they had Flair, and Foley, and all these names... Even then, they were doing a million, a million viewers per week.
1: I think they got, yeah, they did definitely get a million. I thought they got to two million at one point. I could be wrong. Well, I'm talking point. about just, oh, okay, uh, consistently. I got you. I got you. I got yeah. you, you. A million viewers a week. So
0: okay. for this to even be even close to, you know, an argument, and even that, you know, everybody talks shit about WWE is the worst right now, but they still do about two point seven, two point eight yeah so we're talking less than half the w w e yeah. audience
1: yeah the other thing with w w e is so that's WWE... where i'm
0: that's where I'm getting these numbers. people are like, yeah. well, what are these benchmarks you're talking about this that's where I'm getting these numbers from to to make yeah. the argument this is a true, and I know I know there's people out there like elite Angie and people who are just like, you know, I just want another good wrestling company, but I'm talking to the very vocal portion of AEW fans are talking like this place is going to fucking put WWE out of business. That they're going to do this and they're going to do that. Well, what I'm telling you right now is there's a big fucking gap between where All In was at and where these things are at and where they're going to need to be to even be half. to even For it to even be a conversation. Remember, TNA, at its biggest, was only at a million viewers and, and AEW is nowhere even remotely in that world, even in that realm. Nothing that any of these guys has been on in the United States I'm talking about has come even close to that, and they need yeah. to average that. So there's really no argument to be had for everybody out there who is listening to this that they are going to need to grow this audience exponentially, three-point word. They yeah. are going to need to grow this audience by a lot to yeah. even be close to a discussion for being a true number two big boy alternative, as far as
1: from from doing business and attracting wrestlers and being viable. Yeah, and the other thing to remember is, as far as just looking at the money situation of it, I know they have the Khan family, but WWE also has 1.58 million people a month paying them $10 for the network. I think it was more. I think it was closer to two last time they said it. Well,
0: they like, they just announced just a, uh,
1: they uh they just did the uh the fourth quarter earlier this week. Okay. Yeah, and then also uh, the other thing to remember, uh, I don't know what network uh uh AEW is gonna uh, AEW is gonna wind up on, but uh, it's probably not gonna be as big as the USA network. <laughs> Well,
0: the rumors I mean, out there are that it
1: might be pretty close. R- rumors are. I'll believe that when I see the announcement. Um, but the USA Network is going to have some rather uh, pe- some people who can afford to spend some money on some sponsorships. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know what AEW is going to get. I don't think it's going to be the Pursuit Network because there is only one Pursuit Network out God- there.
0: Goddamn right.
1: Yeah. And uh, we're still in pursuit of finding it. And... Um, but I, even if it's just in the middle of the road between those two, the ad revenue, it's going to take a while to build that up because ad people aren't going to be – WWE is on another planet from every other wrestling company. They're, well, I don't
0: know. They said they're in negotiations with a couple of different places, so that makes me think that those yeah. places are, going, are willing to pay them for a rights deal the same way that right. Fox – pay WWE. So yeah, that might yeah. not be that big of a problem. Where the problem comes in is your your market penetration on how big this channel is. Everybody on fucking earth if you have cable, you have USA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um now, you know, if the rumors end up being true about about TNT, TBS, that's right on the USA level. That's so. that's right there, just as oh, many yeah.
1: just as, just just as available to people, just as easy to find. So yeah. that wouldn't be terrible no that'd be that would be incredible that would be about as good as you're going to get on cable
0: so you so the answer so where we're going here is okay so they they did being being extremely gracious saying 80,000 honestly it was probably closer to 60,000 because if you did 20,000 on regular pay-per-view mm-hmm. we it's you know we're, we're we're guessing triple that amount adding in fight network and i'm gonna go ahead and guess it wasn't triple what the fucking number that was put out was but just okay let's just go 50,000 50,000 views is 50,000 buys is the same number as the worst wwe pay-per-view ever yeah domestically so you're gonna need to at least triple that number yeah and you don't think that this this group can do it can
1: do that um, with what they have right now, no. Now a lot of that's going to depend who can they pick off, what kind and, of momentum well, that's, can they get. That's where I was
0: going with this. That's where yeah. we're, we're where yeah. I'm leading to now, this is.
1: Now I will say this though. This is one thing that W that uh, AEW has that TNA did not have. All those names that you said earlier when TNA was at its peak, all those names, the Hogan, Flair, Hardy, everybody else, all those uh, uh, almost all of those people came off as WWE leftovers. You yep. have a lot of names here with AEW. There are some that are that are that have been seen, but how many people know who Kenny Omega is? How many of the masses? How many people know who he is? How many people know who uh, SoCal Uncensored is? How many people know who Hangman Page are? These are fresh names to a lot of people, not to the hardcore audience, but to some fre- and that can help a little bit. Now there won't be the familiarity, but with a name like Chris Jericho in there, he can bring in. A lot of those, uh, I guess you would say casual fans, but people who have known, people who know the WWE product will, know, will see Chris Jericho, but then they'll see, like, while you're here, check out all these other guys that you might not be familiar with. So we'll get into the, well,
0: and that's, you know, kind of how the business model is supposed to work. Yeah. You get your big names to draw in the casuals, then you let your yeah. lesser known but extremely talented guys go out there and show what they can do in yeah. front of this audience that's just checking you out. Which is why TNA is where it is today. So I guess we will go into the wild rumors section of this, because I think I think that we're both in agreement that uh, this group is not going to be able to grow the audience to the level that it needs to be as currently constructed.
1: As so, currently constructed, no. Now that could change. So there's
0: there's th- three main rumors that have kind of been bu- kind of been bouncing around. I'm pretty confident on two of them that it's just a bargaining tactic. Uh but the, the so there's been rumors that three people have contracts coming up soon. Well it would it's actually four people, it's two guys in a team. Uh they have contracts coming up soon and are open to talking to AEW. Those people are Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, and the Usos. Now you're starting to starting to talk a little bit, starting to starting to okay. So that's interesting. You had my attention, but now you you had my interest, but now you have my attention. Um, I and uh, to add to this, um, a report just came out just this last couple days ago that WWE had removed all advertising for Lesnar post WrestleMania.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, and, well, I mean, obviously, as we've discussed before, uh, Ambrose. Yeah. So, I'm pretty confident that the Orton and Lesnar situation is just them using AEW as a bargaining chip to get a better deal
1: in WWE. Yeah. What What Do you, do you agree with that? Absolutely the same. Uh, Lesnar has been – Lesnar has floated UFC out there for so long now I don't think anyone believes it anymore. Yeah. And AEW could just be the latest version of that. Also, with Orton, he's thirty-eight years old. He'll be thirty nine in April. Uh if he's and he's always one of those guys who is getting like a low like a, a less hectic schedule. Yeah. If he go if he goes to AEW, he is automatically the top star there, just based on name recognition and success before. Yeah. Uh he would be the focal point of that promotion. Whereas now he can just kind of be a legend in WWE and just Kind of do the upper mid card thing. Well, these guys are—they're uh, very forward-thinking AEW, so maybe they
0: just—they uh, offer him similar money to just, and he just works TVs, and he's yeah. just basically a TV
1: star for them. Yeah. If you can get Randy Orton, you absolutely try to get him. If he—if it's not breaking your bank, it's uh thats the kind of name. Well, where it's...
0: ain't nothing breaking Tony Khan's bank anytime soon. Yeah.
1: So. That—that would—that's like the—that's uh, like. Well, it's bigger than that, but that's like when Christian jumped to, to TNA in 2005. That's an actual like, okay, we've got something here. Yeah. This, this isn't just like some. It's not like getting Chris Masters. It's like this is somebody who is a legitimate big name. Could there. legitimately main
0: at WrestleMania right now.
1: Yes. So, yeah.
0: I mean, and I, don't don't anybody out there take this as I'm some huge Randy Orton fan. I'm I'm could take him or leave him most of the time, but. Same. Name value alone and prestige of the person and, and his his history, you know, could happen. The yeah. Uso's, that's very interesting to me. What uh, do you think? Real same. real deal? I mean, I think I think that's the real deal. I mean, it's been, it's kind of become a running joke how they were left off of WrestleMania's main card for many many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know
1: how particularly far they're they're going further than what they are. Yeah. Uh, the Usos are, I believe, five-time tag team champions. They are pretty much one of the best... They're already one of the best teams WWE has ever had. Yep. They're 33 years old. What the heck is left for them to do in WWE? They're not. It's not like it's Edge and Christian or the Hardys where you're going to get a singles run from them. Nope. What is, They're not that kind of a team. What is left for them to do? And since WWE is... I guess just refusing to move them to Raw where they could at least have some fresh matches. Um there's nothing left for them to do. The Usos have dominated WWE's tag scene. there's something to it. be said
0: for the fact that one of AEW's main acts and their main uh you know infrastructure their upper management is a tag team act.
1: Yeah. So and, well, if 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 AEW gets the Usos, there's a pay-per-view main event right there with ease. And people who don't, you know, who don't watch anything from WWE would listen to that, listen to you say that,
0: and be like, "What are you talking about?" But I guarantee you, the way that AEW would frame it and would build it and oh, would push yeah. it, that would n- be no shit—a uh, uh, pay-per-view main event. Oh, that yeah. might be their inaugural tag team championship match.
1: Yeah, I've I've loved the Usos for a long time, and watching them get to just tear the house down with a team like the Bucks would be amazing. I'd watch the heck out of that.
0: So speaking of it, got mentioned. Uh, we we have our update, we have our Raw, Um, I think it's still, still tough to tell whether this D'Ambrose thing is a work or not, because I, you know, it's hard for me to see why you would have him on your TV, but at the same time,
1: he is feuding with a girl so, and that has been booked for a house show nice (laughs) yeah, um I think it's February 22nd that has been booked for a house show. So, I I was interested in this the other day. You you know someone quite
0: personally who's um whose opinion I'm interested in hearing. Has your okay. uh, has your lovely wife made any commentary about this
1: whole uh would you we do, do intergenerational wrestling in the WWE now? Well, my lovely wife is next to me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um uh not that I know of. Um I can... Well, we ask can her. Ask. Yeah, ask her. Well, let's see here. Do you have any opinion on intergender wrestling in WWE? Okay. You're... He's Oh, uh, apparently she is a little microphone shy. No, I'm, yeah, just ask her opinion. It, 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 are we are we good with that or not? What do you are think? Are you good with intergender or not? Um, this could be a while.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, she's good with it, but she sounds kind of like, uh, I need to know some more specifics about cool. it. Yeah. Um I don't think she would hate it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it would probably depend on the situation. I don't think she'd be all for um all for uh, Dean Ambrose punching Bailey in the face repeatedly. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's where we're headed. Yeah. Um I, Yeah. Um I don't know. I think with it, it's going to depend on the way they present it. I, WWE is not going to have John Moxley come out uh, for for any appearances here, so
0: yeah, I don't know. I could I feel like it's kind of
1: it, it seems gimmicky. more like
0: gimmicky. It's nothing oh, that really y-
1: you think <laughs> moves move,
0: moves my needle. Uh, yeah. So what do you think?
1: He's feuding with a woman, but I mean, it is Nia Jax, so that's a little bit more. real it's not like what exactly does Nia have to do? She's I mean, is she gonna like keep bullying Alexa Bliss for another? Six months. So does this uh, make
0: you lean more towards this is a work or that he's actually gone?
1: You know, I would easily... The easy thing to say is that it looks like he's gone, but... We've, to, we've become sure. so skeptical over the years, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely a WWE skeptic. Um, I don't know, because like we said uh, either last week or the week before, this is the time of the year where WWE gets tricky. yeah. And it's hard to say what they're going to be doing because even if Ambrose, like, leaves for a month or two, it wouldn't shock me to have him just pop up again in, like, June uh, and just take some time off to work people. I mean, just uh, having him fight Nia Jax, that sounds like a very, very easy way to set up, I'm Dean Ambrose, I was part of the Shield, what the heck are you guys doing to me? I'm not taking this anymore. And go on like a path of rage through mm-hmm. the through the roster. So uh I'm S- still in I, doubt. Still leaning yeah. work. Still leaning work. Yeah, but not it'd be like fifty five percent work at this point. Okay. okay. I, I'm 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 very much in the middle on this one.
0: We'll keep the numbers. We'll keep the numbers straight. Fifty five percent is about uh, the percentage of the audience that WWE still is still pulling in from back in its prime. Uh so speaking of that, how do what do we think of Raw uh, Rollins SmackDown this week?
1: Um I'm trying to remember what even happened on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling.
0: It, it was it was pretty, pretty nondescript.
1: Well with Rollins okay. on the shelf for the time being and Lesnar having done his work for the first quarter of the year. Doing the Lesnar thing. I I look this
0: whole this this rousey Becky thing, mm hmm like I get it, and I you know what it it I try to take the perspective of what other people might think is cool and like might enjoy, but for somebody like me who has been watching this shit for twenty for almost thirty years at this point, it just. <sighs> The whole injury, and I'm being kept out because I'm hurt. But against my witches, but I want to come back, and you guys are trying to stop me from getting this match. Whole Stone Cold Steve Austin broken neck thing from '97, like it's just so played out to me at this point. Just, yeah. I I mean, I did enjoy the the spin on it that they put with Triple H and and Becky. Uh, yes. On SmackDown, where Triple H said, oh, "I think it's the other way around. I think you don't want to go to the doctor because they're going to tell you you're okay. And deep down, you don't think you can beat Ronda Rousey." I thought that was was really cool. But otherwise, uh, Becky peg legging it around like a pirate and uh, being kept out of any kind of physicality and being, you know, just just going with this particular storyline is. I personally would, would would just rather see something else. There's a million other ways to tell this story. Yeah. Um. Plus, you're kind of rehashing. Like, it was like, oh, we got a good idea from what already happened for Survivor Series. Like, we already saw this. Like the real version of this, and yeah. it wasn't years ago. It was months ago. So, could we go with something else? What do you What do well, you think?
1: Well, uh, I'm sure to your great shock and amazement. Uh, last night, Becky ran into the house show and beat up Charlotte and Oscar with her crutches. Mm. Which, uh, as you were talking about doing stories we've done before, that's probably been done earlier this year at some point. Um, yeah, I loved the Triple H thing because it does at least put a little twist on it. And they've got to do something to fill in the time for the two and a half months between uh, between her winning the Rumble and WrestleMania. Uh, which I think is going to be again filled with a tall blonde from North Carolina. Ugh. Yeah, I
0: I did read that the other day that actually they might be wavering on that. They're enjoying that that the upper hierarchy of WWE is enjoying the way that this is going so much between just Becky and and Rousey that they may not go that direction. They're starting to have yeah. some doubts. I
1: I'd, I'd like see. I don't I don't dislike Charlotte. Uh, as There's much a ray as of hope,
0: KB. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't dislike Charlotte. It's just. Fuck, man. She's just always... Always there. Like, do something else.
1: Let other people do something. Yeah, and when she's... She hasn't held the title... I think she won it what, last... uh, She won it at SummerSlam, that's right. That was her seventh title reign in about four years. She's already... The the greatest
0: women's wrestler of all time. Uh, Not, you know, maybe not classic matches and blah, 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 blah. I know there's a bunch of people whose heads are fucking exploding out there right now. But... Prestige wise, accomplishments wise, yeah. um where women's wrestling is wise.
1: Yeah, just status. Overall. Right
0: now, right now she retired, WWE could 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 put her in the hall of fame next year and make an argument make a believable video package from someone who's never seen anything else before you know, who became a fan in two thousand six that she, yeah. and they could easily position her in a believable fashion as the the greatest women's wrestler of all time. She doesn't need to be in every fucking thing. Does not. Yeah. Especially when there's already a ready-made world title match for her to be in against Asuka.
1: That's true. That, that's the big one for me is I was there last year in New Orleans. I'd love to see that match again. That was arguably the match of the night uh, and having Asuka come in with a ready-made story where she might be doubting herself. Or That's... or pissed, ready to get yeah, revenge. Yeah, You're the only yeah. blemish, yeah. Yeah. Well, the only non-Carmella blemish. Right? Yeah. Never well, I mean,
0: you know, never, Carmella never doesn't Car- count. Carmella is like. A, never forget Carmella. You know, Carmella had used fifteen percent of her power on beating Charlotte. Don't make her use seventeen percent. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never go full twenty with her.
0: Yeah. Don't do it. Don't make Carmella use twenty percent of her power. Uh. So. Yeah. I, I'm hoping there's a little ray of hope that that's gonna happen
1: that's gonna come uh, through I'd be okay I you know I cannot stand triple threats if we can avoid them and we can avoid it in this case Uh, indeed the the, the match is ready they're Charlotte versus Becky or uh, Rousey versus Becky is ready made for the biggest show of the year let them do what they've been building for it'll be about six months by that point so, since not a lot else happened uh interesting on the on the
0: shows'cause we're you know we're getting into the final build for a uh, elimination chamber, we're gonna go ahead and uh crack into some some mailbag questions we apparent we have been advertising we appreciate you guys
1: sending in some stuff so uh let's let's do a couple there k b yes sir um let's see I thought I sent those to you uh let's see what we got here well, let's see we've got um some of your favorite calls like announcer calls. Oh, uh, of all time, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, right off the top, um, c- it's funny because I was just—we were just talking about that—that um, that f- fucking filthy, obscene WrestleMania's top ten moments that they had. Yes. Uh, on yes. WWE Network. This is not a new program, by the way, everybody out there. But if you want to look at it and ruin your entire fucking day, um, go on to WWE Network. It's in the original section. It was a top 10 WrestleMania moments that WWE put out um, from last year's WrestleMania for like a pre-WrestleMania show and Hulk Hogan against Andre the Giant was number fucking five. Five.
1: Biggest match of all
0: time. But that is my favorite WrestleMania Calls is uh, the beginning and they're, 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 Sizing each other up, and they're walking up, and Hulk Hogan's fucking shaking, and and Jesse Ventura says, "Look at the size of the giant!" And it's just it's just such a an epic moment with the flashbulbs going off, and and uh, Jesse's yep. call. I, I implore you guys to go back. Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon are just on fucking fire during that whole match. Like that is such yeah. a perfect encapsulation, three point word on what. A professional wrestling match in a professional event should be that yeah. match—the way it's lit, the way they worked it, the way the announcers called it, and took you through an epic journey. Um, that's that's the one for me. What about you?
1: Well, I was gonna recite the last thirty seconds of that match, but I think you just covered it. Because mm-hmm. uh, for me, it's the ending that's better—with uh, with Jesse being like, "I don't believe it! I don't believe it!" and then. Hulk dropping the leg to become immortal. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with two oddly enough both from Michael Cole, um, which isn't something you usually get. Uh, one, the classic, uh, Mick Foley has achieved his dream and the dream of everybody else who's been told he can't do it, which is about his. Oh yeah, classic. he was the guy who. Yeah. Yes, he was. And then another one that I always liked. Uh, it's not anything special, and it was right before squash. Um, it's for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and it is the biggest fight of the summer. And then John Cena got suplexed a lot. I do have to say, I can't remember what it was. I don't even
0: remember what it, what somebody was talking about the other day. Uh, I think it was um, may have been Bischoff's podcast I was listening to. Um, by the way, that's a mailbag question. If you guys are wondering what podcasts that I listen to, I am a faithful listener of uh, of uh, what happened or not what happened when um, something to Russell with Bruce Pritchard and 83 weeks Eric Bischoff. So I would check those out if you guys want some other wrestling podcasts during the week. But
1: I I'm an Austin and Cornette guy.
0: So. Um I used to be the Austin ones which just kind of Never mind. I'll tell you all fairway. why I don't really listen to the Cornette one the other anymore. I did go out seek out the other day so I could see what uh what Cornette had to say about um about Priscilla Kelly <laughs> Yes. Because oh, I to. just had to fucking, it wasn't you it have. wasn't um he's getting a little calmer and more mellow in his old age. It wasn't the level of meltdown that I was looking for oh, well, it was because well he he clarified because it, it was a female, and that's why he was kind of kind of taking it easy um yeah, but yeah. what I wanted to say was I, rem- I was reminded on one of those podcasts that man like you know from a technical standpoint. It might. Oh, here we go. Which, which. This reminds me of another one of my favorites. Um. But man, Dusty Rhodes, Bobby Heenan, and Tony Schiavone were so fucking funny and like so fun to listen to. I, th-
1: during, I think I know where you're going with it. During,
0: go uh, i I guarantee you don't because it's not actually these three guys. But oh, okay. Never mind, um, then. but they were so fucking funny and just a good time to listen to. WCW pay-per-views '96, '97, and I think part of '98, but definitely '96 and '97. I invite any of you guys. Just you know, if you're if you're relaxing, and you want to watch an older show that's gonna have some good mid-card work and just a hilarious, for the most part, uh, uh
1: yeah. wrestling
0: wrestling commentary. It's it, it's fucking funny.
1: If you ever get a chance, check out uh Lex Luger versus Masahiro Chono from a Clash of the Champions. Where Tony calls uh, Chono's big boot the mafia kick, and sending Dusty into a wild rant about what does that have to do with the mafia? He kicked him in the <laughs> head, and then uh, they start talking about. I guess that's a Sicilian elbow, <laughs> and Tony is just Tony's just done, and Keenan jumps right in. Yeah, another one, another fun one to watch is whenever the. <laughs> whenever uh, they do the Hog Wild
0: or the Road Wild shows yes. they always got like cake shots of girls in the crowd with like bikini tops on and stuff and we yes. would be talking to them every time Dusty Rhodes would be like whoa <laughs> but another one of my favorite calls and it's just because it's so it's so it's such a slice of like the wrestling that I grew up on was uh Slamboree 94, which is one of my favorite shows.
1: Philadelphia, I believe.
0: Yes, Philadelphia. Uh, they it's When they were still doing it, it's like a Legends parade mm-hmm. thing, like a Hall of Fame thing, and yeah. they have a match on there, which, by the way, the match is fucking awesome. It's uh, Terry Funk against Tully Blanchard in mm. like a no-DQ match, and they're both, you know, middle-aged and crazy by this point, so they just beat the fuck out of each other. And Bobby Heenan is joined by Gordon Soley. Oh, jeez. And... So that in and of itself is a blast, but then, uh, then uh, I, they're fighting and they got a chair and they flip over the ropes and and Heenan grabs him. You could hear the the mic like get rustled around and he grabs. Him and says, "They're coming over here, Gordon," and he pulls him out of the way. And it's just, oh, uh, it's fucking great. Everything about it is just great because you know Bobby Heenan was awesome when he would have like a panicked a panicked sound in his voice. Um, it's just fucking chaos, and just so much fun. Uh, so I would definitely recommend that show to everybody as well, Slambery 94. What's our, uh, what's
1: our next question? All uh, let's see here. Um, let's go with, uh, well, that's a little bit too, that's a little bit too broad. Uh, Sean or Flair? Which one is better? Did you say Charm? Charmin? No, Sean. Sean! Oh, um... Oddly enough, my wife is suddenly very interested in
0: this show. Oh, <laughs> um, Sean, okay. I think I think that. Oh my God, you're gonna get me in trouble. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose viewers. Uh, and this is this is due more to um longevity of of character probably, okay. um, but. Uh, but I'm not saying this is all of them, because you can go back to a ton of flare matches and see a ton of different stuff. His his yeah. his match with Vader at at Slamberry 93. It's extremely unique. Um, Starcade. Starcade. That's what I meant. Yeah, Starcade 93. Extremely unique. Um, his matches with Steamboat. All awesome. His match with uh, Randy Savage at WrestleMania 9. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 20. WrestleMania 24. Uh, eight. You're right. WrestleMania 8. With Savage. Awesome. 24 mm-hmm. with Michaels. Awesome. But I think you see a lot more variety and a lot more... You don't know what you're going to get as much as you do with Flair as you do with... As much with HBK as you do with Flair. I mean, every Shawn Michaels match that you can name... That's a holy shit, no shit, five-star classic.
1: Yeah. Are a lot Um,
0: different. I mean, uh, the WrestleMania 19 match with Jericho uh the, Ru- the the SummerSlam 2002 match with Triple H uh the Hell in the Cell match with Triple H uh the Shawn Michaels match with, with Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24 yeah. the match with Angle at WrestleMania 21 uh the two ladder matches with Razor Ramon um there's just there's such a more of a breadth of of Different outcomes and different things, and, and you know, and he was always a spectacular Royal Rumble performer, uh, yeah. flip flapping and flying. Um, the unique, the first time anybody did a one foot, you know, non elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shawn Michaels rules, it would be kind and, of and easier. that's and that's not even, uh, you know, thinking about all the awesome fucking matches he had with the Rockers, yeah, not that's true, too. Not thinking of the awesome matches he had with uh, the second iteration of DX. Uh, the um the Hell in the Cell match against the McMahon's and and family and company is one of my favorite matches just for as far as being a, you know a shit show. Um, yeah, that's a good one. But literally because I believe yeah. it was Vince's head they got shoved in Big Show's ass during that match. Um, the fucking the Hell in the Cell match with the Undertaker in '97. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Holy shit, Shawn yeah. Michaels! Shawn Michaels is a really good wrestler. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think owing to that. And the fact that all those matches vary so much as to as to, you know, what happened in them and how he worked to them and things like that. I think that with Flair and, you know, this a lot of this is because Flair was in every fucking pay-per-view main event for a uh, hundred million years. Yeah. That some of his stuff is kind of samey and hits the same beats. So yeah. for me, I'll go with Sean on that one.
1: Well, I will say Flair's old school interviews when he's in, in the old NWA days are amazing oh, oh my god really I mean if we want to add in promos, promos yeah I will put I will put Flair as a better promo than Sean any day oh, now here's the thing my moniker around here is the man of 60,000 matches mm-hmm. my wife is the biggest Sean fan that has ever lived like more than Sean himself and that's saying a lot more than Sean's kids big fan of more than Sean's kids place. yeah Um, she's asked me before to name a bad Sean Michaels match and I have a problem doing that <laughs> Because they're really very few and far between. I can name some bad flair matches, but a bad Shawn match is hard to come up with.
0: They are. Like, really hard. They are. I don't Uh, think... There's plenty of that I could name that I, you know, uh, could take or leave
1: that I wouldn't write home about, but as far as, like, a bad one, yeah, it'd be tough. Aside from one, maybe one or two after the comeback with Triple H, where Shawn was just well, well I I'm,
0: I'm thinking of the JBL the JBL uh, rivalry. Well
1: yeah, yeah. Like the Shawn uh, with, the, the match at Armageddon 2002 is not very good, but that was when Shawn didn't have it. He don't, he wasn't back yet. He had the great yeah. performance at SummerSlam.
0: Great performance. But that was like a one-off. Yeah.
1: Shine of greatness. Once he got back for good, that wouldn't be a problem. Flair had some bad matches.
0: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> uh because there there's some of those things with back in the 80s when he didn't have the right opponent. Sean could make anything out of anyone. Uh, I would give, I'd go with Sean as a better overall performer just from the pure, like you said, creativity that he would have in the ring because he could do the scientific classics. He could do the brawls with Foley. He could uh, go with Kurt Angle or Rey Mysterio and or super kick Shelton Benjamin's head uh, somewhere into South Carolina on one of the best spots you'll ever see. Yep, and yep. as i I got to meet Sean back in two thousand four back in two thousand and sixteen at access, and the thing I wanted the thing that I got to say to him was he's the only wrestler to ever make me jump off my couch, and he's done it more than once absolutely that to me, that to me says there's something special to him we
0: appreciate you guys sending in mailback stuff, and we will continue so you guys keep on sending we will keep on going. we're getting up on time, and now it's time for stories. I think you. I think did I tell you about this already? Well, I don't know what the. I'm about. To, but, I'm about okay. to. I'm about to even plug this lady's podcast because it seemed like it was quite well put together. I don't really remember the name of it. It was like the. I think it was the. I'll say it was the Lost. The Lost Dragon podcast. I think it's what it was. Mm, it's cool, um. Uh. I don't. I. A little bit odd for wrestling, I think. But, anyways, so. This all started with her posting this this uh this post that says something about, you know, uh no roster, no TV, no this, no that. Oh, all of the AEW critics criticisms are slowly eroding away. So now they're just making fun of the fact that the company has no website and had the audacity to to list no TV deal among those among those those apparently faded away criticisms to which, of course I said, uh, well, did, did they announce a TV deal? Did, uh, did that happen? Did I miss that? And then that almost like automatically turned into, well, if, if AEW is not your thing, then, then that's fine, but you don't need to X, Y, Z. And I, well, I said, well, I don't, I don't know if AEW is not my thing because they haven't run a show
1: and she blocked me for that. <laughs> I don't point, they they haven't I mean I know that I know it's kind of grandfathered in but All In was not an AEW show. I, I don't know why people seem to think it was.
0: And then I was arguing with somebody else and my my avi on on Twitter, I have my um my Rise Above hate shirt. It's not really because, you know, I it's not really a John Cena thing. It's a, it's because I like the message on the shirt. Um yeah. and then it also, but it also is connected to wrestling, so people can associate, you know, me with the with the podcast and things. And the the other person that was in the, the now, mind you, earlier on that week, I had argued with people on behalf of AEW because someone was accusing Chris Jericho of lying about the amount of contract that he got. To which I asked, "What the fuck would the point of that be?" And a wrestler lie, you don't say. Um, well, no, I mean, what would he yeah, lie about his I mean... contract for? I. Right? I don't know. The guy has There's... lots of money. He has. He, yeah. he committed a hundred million dollars to the company. They're working on TV deals. I I don't. Yeah. What reason would Chris Jericho have to lie about the com- about his contract? I don't. No
1: particular um, reason. Uh.
0: So, mind you, earlier that week I had already argued on behalf of AEW, and then this other guy said, so, "Well, oh, well, you uh, I see the shirt in your avatar, so you're obviously just WWE fanboy, and you can't be taken seriously. You don't. You know, you you don't deserve to have an opinion." And also blocked me.
1: I was called because, the same thing the other night. Because you know it happens.
0: Because he said in regards to me saying they don't have a full roster and they don't have a TV deal. In regards to that, he said, "Well, well, people, there's a lot of still have a lot of big names under contract, and no one's just going to give them a TV show before they see what kind of product they put out." And I said, "Okay, so by your own words now, they don't have a full roster and they don't have a TV deal. You just said that." And then then he said, well, you're just a WWE fanboy, and that's why you Mm -hmm. think these things, and you block me. I said, well, are you a WWE fanboy? Because I'm fucking saying what you said. People. It's okay to ask valid questions. I don't... Just because someone is asking valid questions about this new venture that you love and are interested in so much does not make it a criticism. I, I don't... And if there If is criticism. I'm, I criticize what people are already trying to make this be or already trying to say that this is when the only track record they have is an arena that WWE has used for Raw several times and a buy rate that if we're being generous is the same pay-per-view buy rate as the worst-selling WWE pay-per-view ever... These are not my opinion; these are facts. Then it's okay for me to have valid questions about the saliency three-point word of this thing going forwards and its viability yeah, two-point word uh, on what they're going to be going forwards. I'm not I'm not saying the AEW shit, and I'm not saying it's this or it's bad or it's that. I'm just Asking questions, and for you to go out there first and have the audacity to list full roster and TV deal as criticism that no longer exists is just not correct. And asking to be
1: called out. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm still up in the air on AEW because I haven't seen an AEW match yet. That too. That uh, again is a valid thing. I haven't. I haven't seen an AEW show. I haven't seen an AEW card. I've seen part of a card because what, 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 when was that press conference? Thursday, yeah. Early earlier this week, they were still announcing all these things because we don't know all of them yet. AEW is still announcing stuff for their show, as they should be. That's not a bad place to be. They they're just getting started. We don't know we don't know a lot of things about them yet, including some big stuff. Now, does that mean it's never going to come? No, of course not, because they haven't had a show yet. They've got a long time, but there's no real... There's no concrete time frame for when they need to get these these things announced. They need to announce them relatively soon, but just because... Like, if they don't have them by whatever date, it doesn't mean the company's a failure. It also doesn't mean that they're a success yet just because they've announced some stuff. They it, It's too early to know what we've got here. You know, it just... Uh, They haven't actually gotten in a ring yet. Like, it's, you can't really pronounce them a major success or a failure, or anything in between for that matter, until we've actually at least had a show. Like, then we'll see where they're going from there. But there's so many pieces of this puzzle left to be put together.
0: People, let's all just calm down. Love, peace, and chicken grease. And... Enjoy this process and have and have intelligent, decent discourse going forward. Because, as KB said, there are many pieces of this puzzle yet to be put together. But the pieces of the puzzle of this podcast are complete for this week. <laughs> uh, I was uh, waiting on that. Yeah. Hopefully, if nothing crazy comes up, we'll be back on our regular time slot next Saturday. Uh, we thank you all for joining us kb give us your your website and your social media uh
1: that is gonna be uh on twitter It is kb reviews i don't post anything there i will gladly talk to anyone on there um aew fan or not uh my website is kb com, which has everything from i got no problem talking to aew fans they don't want to talk to me apparently yeah (laughs) Uh, which I have everything... I have stuff from the early 1960s up through the most recent episodes of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, and, of course, WrestlingRumors.net where we do not have clickbait because it's really annoying. WrestlingRumors.net. No clickbait, all news
0: and op-eds. We thank them for uh, helping the show out we will continue to do everything we can for them. Uh, don't uh, My social media is MNCVKG where you can join me in the wars of people getting really, really, really mad when I ask... Totally valid questions about AEW. Um, and soon-ish, as soon as we can figure it out, we'll be doing some Facebook Live content for WrestlingRumors.net. Um, so you can see. It won't be... It'll be like mailbag interactive fun stuff. I'm not going to... You're not going to sit there and just look at my face smashed into a microphone for two hours. Um, like, you know, the stuff that's on the, the network and all those things. Uh, but we will be providing that pretty soon, so we look forward to that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. MNC VKG again on the Twitter machine. Uh, come see me, help me out, or continue to have hopefully pleasant and respectful discourse about <laughs> about all things wrestling. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We will be back.